So the big question is this. How can runners like you, who aren't professional athletes or paid sponsored runners, avoid injury and increase athletic performance to enjoy running race events for the rest of your life without wasting money on trends or using dangerous painkiller drugs? That is the question. And on hashtag Run Pain Free Podcast, your host, sports biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio, gives you the answers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Run Pain Free Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio. Make sure you are following us at Run Pain Free on Instagram and at Run Pain Free underscore Academy on Instagram. Make sure you Go on over to Facebook and put in hashtag RunPainFree. You will find all of our pages there. And make sure you are subscribed to our podcast at RunPainFreePodcast.com. So today we are talking about something that just will never not be talked about. And that is the IT band. We are exposing it and uncovering it all the time. And so like... Any other day, we're gonna talk about the IT band because it's what's talked about the most by most runners. (laughs) And this is something that I've been talking about for years and years and years, and it doesn't get tired for me. I don't ever get tired of it. And it's because it's something that people really need to understand and not underestimate. The power of the IT band is literally your joint function, how you're moving as a human being, literally. And so it needs to be talked about. So let's get right into it. So your IT band, your iliotibial band, which you guys are being told you got ITB syndrome or IT band injury, which is ridiculous. Um, The IT band itself literally goes from the outside of your knee, below your knee. Right now, put your hand underneath the back of your knee grab it. Where your thumb rests or falls in the front part is a little bone. It's protruding out. That is where your IT band actually inserts. The IT band is therefore below your knee. It's not in your knee. It's on the outside of it, below it, on the outside of the calf. Just saying. It's all the way down there, right? Then you come all the way up, draw a line, the side of your knee, all the way up the outside of your quad, which is It's bordering your quad and then your hamstring. It's going right between the two. Comes all the way up to your hip. Fans out. Covers 80% of each glute. Crosses over your lumbar, over your T-spine, and attaches on your opposite shoulder. Since this happens on both sides of your leg, it actually creates a big old X across your T-spine. Your T-spine is your shoulder blades. And so... It literally dictates your ability to move as a human being. And what is distance running? Human being basic function with velocity at extreme. That's all, that's all it is. So it's basically dictating whether or not you're able to walk properly. If there's one knot in any part of this entire IT band, some joint is going to be in dysfunction and you have hundreds of knots and very fibrous sections of this just because you're a human being and we're just imperfect beings. So that's what the IT band actually is. Most people think it's literally from above the knee to right below your glute, which is where your actual hip joint is, contrary to uh, popular narrative, and that is incorrect. The outside of your thigh is just a very large part of the IT band, but it is by no way just there. Okay, now the part between your knee and your hip have a lot to do with you being able to pick up your knees, 
flex your hip and flex your knees. Yep. Mm -hmm. But it's not right there. And a lot of people think that, and that's part of the problem. So most people are like, yeah, I foam roll. And they are saying they foam roll their legs. A lot of the times they even say, I'll just foam roll my IT band. And they don't foam roll their quad, their hamstrings, their glutes, let alone their entire back which is where the entire IT band is. And so the way fascia works, since it's everywhere and it's all over our bodies, literally all over our face, I have my own little facial fascia tool, so I get it added on my face, foam roll my face. Uh, we have fascia everywhere. It's all over our body. It's what connects our bones and our joints and our muscles together. That's literally what it does. It holds us together as human beings. So hence the term connective tissue. Um, so it's, there's three different types of fascia. There's types that are like superficial. Then you have types that are in, in between muscle holding things together. And then it's woven in and out of things. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. There's no beginning and no end of fascia. The IT band just happens to be the thickest part connection-wise in a biomechanical pattern that it follows. So this is why it's so important. So when you only foam roll a portion of a pattern, a fascia, the part that you don't foam roll gets worse. And so a lot of people create injuries just by not completely foam rolling properly. Because what have I always told you, which you'll always hear in these podcasts, pain is never where you're feeling it. That's a result of the real issue. So if you're only foam rolling where you have pain, you're actually not doing anything, but literally being along the lines of a Band-Aid, which we both know I'm not in favor of. I'm in favor of actually fixing the root of the problem. But in order to do that, you have to foam roll everything so you know where your body is in pain, where it's not in pain, where it's knotted, where it's smooth, where you didn't realize you had some ache or twinge or a lightning bolt. You have to roll everything to figure that out. That's why I say that rolling is the gateway to understanding your body. That's why. So the IT band being that it dictates how our bodies move right to left are a huge issue if you're just foam rolling a portion of it. And the majority of people foam roll, not only just a portion of it, but a portion of that portion. Most people don't foam roll from their knee to their hip. They stop about two or three inches above their outer knee and they foam roll up to just below the hip, which makes the knee even worse because they're missing about two to three inches that where it gets super narrow and even more taut, right? because there's a joint there. So wherever the joint is, the fascia gets more taut, more narrow, because technically the fascia's job is to restrict your joint from moving improperly. And when your joint is moving improperly, the fascia gets more taut to protect you from moving. And so you stop moving, it gives you pain, so you should listen to it and stop moving, but the majority of people don't do that. And they quote, push through the pain, take Advil to get braces, get shots, get all this business, when really the body was just giving you some feedback that you're in a dysfunctional pattern and you need to address it. But you continue to push, 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 because there's some armor of pride that comes with pushing and pain. I don't know where that came from. And you just create more and more and more injuries because fascia is everywhere. And wherever it's giving you pain, it's a result of a dysfunctional pattern. And if you don't release that restriction of that joint, you're not gonna know where the pattern is in dysfunction. So there's levels to science in this regard that a lot of people think is you know, superficial or 
foam rolling, schmoll rolling. Like, no, it's real. There's a real reason for it. And as an injured person, there's no way I could do my job if I didn't foam roll, period. Absolutely not. And coming into the industry, one of the first things I d did was I got, I was certified in stretch and foam rolling. It was like the first thing that I did as like one of my first days working in a gym. And it's because it's that important to understand the difference of the two and then understand how it coincides with functional movement, which came later on, but it was so important that I knew about it first. And then after being in the accident and all that stuff, there's no way I could do my job if I didn't foam roll. Foam rolling literally allowed me to work, literally, physically move so that I could actually get through my day. Even before I started in my correction, before I got into that whole part of it, just foam rolling alone is what really helped me get through my day. So is it, it's, not, it's not the whole gamut, you know, you have to do a lot of other stuff, but it just at baseline relieves your body of restriction so you free your joints up to actually move. And then you have to deal with the dysfunction of the joint and correct that and all that good stuff, yeah. But it starts with releasing that restriction. And the IT band's job is to see if your body is in dysfunction. And if it's not, it's supposed to lock you up. That's its job. So while everybody out there is getting mad and cursing out their IT bands, you actually need to be thanking your IT man because it's actually saving you from breaking. Because what happens is when the IT band is inserting right below your knee, right? Well, if you take your foot right now and you point and flex it and put your fingers right back where I just told you your IT band inserts, if you point and flex your foot, you're gonna feel a whole lot of muscular movement there. Guess what that is? That's push off. So where the, where, the, where the tissue is, it dictates. So when there's restricted tissue at this joint, it's dictating mobility. Well, guess what's not happening if there's restriction of tissue right below your knee? Push off, it's not happening. Because the muscle dictates the joint, the joint dictates the muscle. So in that regard, you have to really understand where these insertions are, where the tissue gets super taut, what is dictated in terms of mobility at that area, what does that area move, what is the domino effect from that area moving or not moving, what starts to be a compromise or where does that go. Your right knee is directly connected to your left shoulder. Your left knee is directly connected to your right shoulder via the IT band. So I don't know where any of you think you're going with any type of restriction in your IT band as a runner. If you see somebody not running using runner torque, which is core moving and twisting, which is normal human function, that is a restrictive IT band across their T-spine. That is not a trained idea. No one's saying, hey, don't move your upper body ever just use your legs to run. That's actually quite dysfunctional. There's a lot of power in your core and your runner torque is in your twisting action. And if you don't have that, you're in dysfunction. Because when you run with a straight back without moving and twisting your upper body, you actually create dysfunctional hips. And because the upper body isn't moving while the hips are moving in a same twisting type of principle fashion, you create torn hip labrums, which is why torn hip labrums are very common with male runners, male distant runners, because male distance runners for the majority is a common thing to have t torn hip labrums because they don't use their upper body. They are very they have a very stiffer upper body and a lack of motion moving side to side. Females in general 
tend to switch their hips naturally. They move with their hips when they walk naturally. So it's actually more natural for a woman to use runner torque than men, although there are some runners who believe that that is a trained idea and a training concept, and they actually stop twisting their upper body, and they condition that behavior and create their own torn hip labrums by conditioning, or as the men that get torn hip labrums actually don't have that mobility, and they don't have that twisting action naturally, and they have a stiffer, stiffer upper body. So just the majority of, in terms of speaking majority, that's why. Because it's not normal, nor is it human, to not move your upper body when you walk. When you walk, you move your left arm and your right arm and your left arm and your right leg, like everything moves at, you know, simultaneously. Right foot, left arm, and opposite, you know, that's normal. So why would you think running is any different, specifically that you're doing it over a very long period of time with velocity? I don't know, I don't know where this concept came from but it's a trained dysfunction and it's a narrative that is false, okay? You need to be using your entire body. Go and look at professional runners who are cooking, closing in on finish lines of marathons, half marathons, 10 milers, 5Ks, look at them. They are cooking, they're using their upper body. They're using it all differently, but they're all using their upper body because it's runner torque. The power of a runner, I always say, is in the arch of their foot and in their torque. If you don't have those two things, that's indicative that there's other things going on between those two big ends that aren't working, okay? If you don't have push off when you're restricted at the lower part of your IT band, down into your outer calf, down in your lower leg, and you don't have actual push off, you do not use your foot. If you're not using your foot, you're deconditioning the power in your arch, which is gets me into the whole stability sneaker thing and the disla- disallowing of your foot to actually move and ankle flexion and extension and all of that becomes a deconditioning and I consider it near atrophy with some of the people I've seen with their feet because they literally just stifle their feet and put this big cinder block on their foot and they never ever give their foot a chance to actually learn how to work and use the mechanics and muscles in their feet, which are essential to a runner, literally. But that's because of the IT band. But everybody goes with all these extra things and never looks at how powerful this IT band is. The IT band literally dictates your ability to walk as a human being. It's literally your ability to do that. If there's anything wrong with that, you're going to have a problem. Well, why do you always talk about the hips if the IT band is so important? Here's why. The IT band's most fibrous portion is where it crosses the hips. And guess where your hips are? It's below your butt, guys. Your hip joint, your hip bone is below your butt. If you draw a line from the crease underneath your butt right now and draw it outward, the bone you run into on the outside of your leg, that's your hip joint. Where you stand up and put your hands on your hips, where you just put your hands on is called the iliac crest. It is not your hips. Your hips are below your ass. Again, narratives are out here ruining people and getting people injured and having no idea what even body part is injured. That's part of the problem. Let the Run Pain-Free Podcast help you. That's what we're here for. So that's why the hips are so protected by the IT band doing its job. Tissue, in my opinion, I always say, 
tissue's job is to protect you. So it's gonna lock you up when you're in dysfunction. And the hips and the back are the most supported structures in your body. The back is the ultimate most supported structure in your body. Most protected structure in your body, I should say. The hips are second. And that's also where the IT band is extremely fibrous. However, when you really wanna secure something, with tape or something like that, what do you do? You make an X over it, don't you? There's an X over your spine via the IT band. Again, very supported structure, your IT band. So when you, these things are evident, and they are, then you need to look at, well, why are these two structures so protected? Because they're the most important structures in your body in terms of mobility. If your hips are in dysfunction, your spine is more than likely also in dysfunction. If you have back pain, it's more than likely referred hip pain. It takes a really hard thing to give you an actual back injury. Not, not only does it take a, a hard impact or something traumatic to get there, but it also takes years and years and years of unaddressed hip problems that will actually cause legitimate back pain. That's why L4, L5, and S1, your lumbar discs, L4, L5, the bottom part of the lumbar, and then S1, your sacrum iliac top one, those three are the most common bulging disc areas for most people, most adults. And that's because it's the most vulnerable part of the spine, it's the lowest part of the spine, it's the curve, and then it's where the beginning of your bottom, your tailbone is, the sacrum. And that's where, that's because your hip joints flank that, right? And there's a lot of muscles deep inside that attach the hip joint to that part of your spine, a lot of muscles. So if anything in there, around there, joint-wise, is in dysfunction, so are there for the muscles. Then you have dysfunctional muscle development, you have dysfunctional joint mobility, and that all, over time, really aggravates your spine. And it trickles up and up and up and up and up. And then you find out you got T12 issues, which is between your shoulder blades. That's kind of, that's stuff that happens. All of this can be very well understood when you learn how to foam roll your IT band properly. Your IT band will always tell you what is or isn't working on your body at a very baseline preventative measure. Meaning if you're foam rolling, you're gonna always be ahead of an injury. And again, injury, aches and pains are two different things. So you're gonna always be ahead of an injury you should be foam rolling the minute you have an ache and pain, even more so. When in doubt, foam roll. So if you have a pain in your knee, if you have a pain in your hip, if you have a pain in your butt, foam roll. You will figure out where it's coming from more than likely because you'll feel pain someplace rolling that you don't feel in pain in a regular day. You won't, you'll, you'll figure it out. That's the beauty of foam rolling. So why anybody would still give me any excuse why they're not foam rolling is quite ridiculous at this point in 2021. I, I, don't, I don't get it. If you're gonna lean on the side, well, people don't foam roll properly, Jessica, which other peers of mine say. And I get that, I 100% get that. Teach them then. Run Pain Free Podcast, runpainfreenow.com, get your consult, learn how to foam roll. I'll teach you all day. Anybody who's ever seen me ever for a consult or been in the program knows I teach you all day, all night, how to foam roll, how to stick, how to ball, how to address, how to feel, how to understand. That's the whole point. So teach you. It's not about saying, hey, don't do it. It's about taking the time to teach you. And that's what the Run Pain Free podcast and Run Pain Free programming and the academy all do. That's what we do here. So this is why it's important to expose all the truths of the IT band because it's what's going to actually save you at the most basic place of any type of injury that could be brewing possibly anywhere. The IT band is extremely important. 
when you start to go slow and roll slower over your IT band, because in the beginning when you're first rolling, it's super achy. Oh my God, you're so sore. Everything hurts. Yeah, because you're loosening up a ton of restriction on serious structure that's in protection mode. And whenever you start to release what's been protected for however many years with whatever amount of dysfunctional muscle underneath it and with whatever amount of dysfunctional joint function underneath it, it's going to hurt. It's going to be sore. It's going to be uncomfortable for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Get over it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It only hurts until you're done and then you're sore just like a workout. But the more you're doing it, the less it hurts and the less you feel that, but then you're able to feel what? Knots. You're able to feel grooves. You're able to find pockets where you need to address more. And that's what the IT band starts to tell you. The, it's doing its job by giving you knee pain. That is the most basic, I've told you, it's the most basic and first sign you'll ever feel that there's an actual problem somewhere. Where is a different story. But knee pain is the first sign that there's a problem somewhere. It's the easiest thing to fix and the fastest way to find something, but it's also the quickest way to get a real bad injury if you ignore it. All because your IT band's first thing it's gonna do is give you knee pain. That's why it's called syndrome. Because most people that say, that, hey, you got an IT band syndrome, have no idea how to fix anything to do with mobility. That's what we do. That's why we're mobility specialists here. There's a real reason for that. So knee pain. And then that's why you would also get shin splints sidebar because where I just told you the IT band inserts on that little bone sticking out of your side of your lower leg below your knee, that's, that's why you would start to get shin splints because that bolt where the IT band is inserting, all that muscle right underneath it gets very knotty. If you can punch that muscle underneath the bone, if you can punch that muscle and it's super big or it's overdeveloped and arced out, that's dysfunctional development of muscle. That muscle shouldn't be there. That muscle should be in the back of your calf. That muscle should definitely not be there. That's dysfunctional. That's because you're running improperly and you're not extending your knee because your IT band has been restricting your knee to hip function. And so it doesn't allow you to extend your knee all the way because your hip is in dysfunction. Therefore, your glute isn't firing. When your glute isn't firing, the hamstring needs to do the job of the glute. Well, if the glute is not firing and the hamstring now does a stabilizing job for the glute, guess what the hamstring doesn't do? Its job. And the hamstring's job is to extend. It's to extend. When a hamstring extends, guess what else extends? Your knee. So if the IT band is restricting knee to hip and the glute isn't functioning and therefore the hamstring has to do the job of the glute and the hamstring can extend, your IT band is like, oh, you never want me to ever allow you to straighten your knee. So don't worry about it. I'm going to lock up even more so you never have to worry about ever straightening your knee. I'm going to resist that mobility wise and you just keep going and short striding and do what you do. And I'll let this hamstring keep firing in dysfunction because that's what you're telling me over and over and over again that you want me to do. Conditioned behavior is real and the body listens very well. It also protects you equally. So when those two things are going on at the same time, good luck. Hello, shin splints. Hello, calf pain. Hello, Achilles tendonitis. Achilles tendonitis is your hamstring. Achilles is the tendon that attaches your hamstring to the back of your heel. Ha muscle is connected to bone via tendon. It's Achilles tendon. Anything with your Achilles is your hamstring. Your Achilles goes all the way up to your booty, right underneath your glutes, right underneath the, the sacrum, right underneath your your hip, everything underneath there. So if anything is wrong up there, the muscular representation of hip dysfunction is hamstring. So all of that is dictated 
by your IT band, and then your IT band senses, oh, you're actually not gonna fix this? Cool, I'm never gonna let you straighten your leg. And then you start striding, your toe striking, you have a lot of shin splints because your toe striking, your instability sneakers, not using your foot, your foot gets deconditioned. Now you're, because you're also toe striking, not only do you have shin splints, but you got tight calves because your calves are overfiring for no reason. Then you're never extending your hamstrings, so you got locked up knees, your knees never straighten, your knees never straighten, now your quads are overdeveloped. Quads overdeveloped means you have big quad, quad dominant, which means your pulls your pelvis forward, which means you're pulling on your low back, creating more of a tightness in your psoas, which is gonna give you even more low back pain, which is inside your groin, which also connects to your sartorius, which goes down the inside of your thigh, which means you can't scissor your legs, and now your hips can't move, they don't function side to side, and now your back gets aggravated, and you wanna go run a marathon. Good luck with that. All because of your IT band. Keep thinking it's not that important. Keep thinking it's not that important. And that will be learned the hard way. That will be learned the hard way. Listen to what I'm saying. Learn to respect your IT band. And after you respect your IT band, thank your IT band. Because its job is to protect you and its job is to understand what you want it to do. Once you actually release your IT band and you get the proper muscles firing and the wrong muscles shutting up and doing what they're supposed to do in different uh, times of your movement, then your IT band tissue starts to retrain its conditioning as well. Then that becomes its new conditioning. You can't change the structure of your tissue. You can't stretch out tissue. Tissue cannot be stretched. If anybody told you to stretch out your IT band, please never see that person again. Cause it is, it, 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 okay, that's it. I can't, I'm nothing to say nice about it. I, it just, it's terrible that anybody would say that with any type of uh, background in health and fitness. It's just, it's terrible. So you cannot stretch tissue. You have to, tissue is tightness. It needs to be pressed out. That's not what I meant to say. Tissue is tension. It needs to be pressed out and Muscle is tightness and it needs to be stretched out. That is different. There are two different animals need to be addressed totally differently. So when you do that, when you're foam rolling, that's the gateway to allowing your muscles and joints to start to move and show up and tell you what they can or can't do, what they are or are not doing. And then when you address that in those moments and in those pockets, you can condition new behavior in mobility. It's a whole rhythmic dance the body does. Underneath all of what you see, underneath those clothes and those cute run outfits and then your skin, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. You have nothing, no idea that's happening. So this is why understanding what your IT band job is, what it's doing and what it's saying to you any given moment of any given day is so important. So. I hope that this sparked some interest in you to ask a question, make a comment, write in, message us, join the program, get a consult, figure out what's going on with you because that's what we're here to do. Runpainfreenow.com, get your consult. You will get in contact with me directly. You'll speak to me directly. And of course, the Academy, runpainfreeacademy.com, plethora of information when it comes to foam rolling, entire courses about it, okay? But as always, share this, comment, save a runner, save a peer, learn your body's guide. Most importantly, thank your body. Running is helping you figure your body out and foam rolling and learning your IT band, you're gonna respect your body's ability and give it what it needs to do what you wanna do, which is run without a problem. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I will talk to you soon. Thank you.
You're listening to the Run Pain-Free Podcast, brought to you by the Run Pain-Free Academy, featuring biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio. Subscribe to us as you leave a positive review on iTunes.